This is the Less Doing Podcast with your host, Ari Mysel. Learn how to optimize, automate, and outsource and be more effective at everything. Welcome to podcast number 13. Today we're going to be talking with Ginny Chen of idonethis.com and Stuart Levinson of Talk2. Um, but before we get to that, I just want to mention a couple things that I've been playing around with recently. First of all, I received my MetaWatch yesterday. Uh, now the MetaWatch was uh, a Kickstarter campaign to create a digital watch that would connect with your mobile phone, whether iPhone or Android, and uh, display various uh, relevant information from the phone. So right now, when I look at my watch, I see that my phone has 80% battery. I see what the weather is outside. I see the time. And I also see that uh, my next calendar appointment is coming up in about 30 minutes and what it is. Uh, if I get a text message alert or a phone call, it'll show it on the watch. Um, I just like this because I can be walking the dogs or uh, walking the baby in the stroller and have the phone in my pocket and something comes in and I can just look at the watch and see what it is. Um, it's an open source system, so anybody can develop for it. So people are going to start developing all sorts of interesting apps for it, like uh, sports tracking and uh, activity tracking kind of stuff, as well as uh, pretty much anything that people can come up with. So I'm um, really having fun playing with this and looking forward to seeing what people come up with for it. So again, that's the Meta Watch made by a company called, uh, it's called the Strata by Meta Watch. So another thing, I've, I've kind of been playing around with this concept of timing of tasks. You know, I talk about timing a lot before and batching things and time shifting ability with virtual assistants. Um, this, you know, there's basic things like the batching aspect where you make all your lunches on Sunday for the week. That just kind of makes sense and sort of efficiency. Um, but then, you know, for a while now, instead of preparing my smoothie in the morning or getting my vitamins together in the morning, I'll do it the night before. Uh, again, that's kind of basic. That's like doing something in advance so that it doesn't take you time when you actually need it. But it's also this idea that I'm thinking of about sort of found time, time that you wouldn't be using for kind of anything else otherwise, and that is time that you can use to do something else beyond just, you know, checking your email or, or looking at the news. Um, so it kind of crystallized for me the other day. I was going somewhere by subway, and uh, I had a MetroCard, and I realized that the MetroCard might not have enough on it to take the initial subway trip. So, okay, no big deal. That, that happens all the time. You go to the subway station, you fill up the MetroCard, and you get on the subway. But I got to the subway as the subway was arriving. And, you know, as any of you know who travels in New York City subways, you have about 15 seconds before the subway is gone. So I swiped the card. I happen to have just enough for that one trip, and I ran onto the subway. If I had not had enough on the card, I obviously would have had to stop and refill it, and I would have missed the subway, and that would have cost me, you know, maybe 10 minutes or so. So I was thinking about when would be the best time to refill the MetroCard. So there are four times in any given trip that I'm going to be in a train station. The time that I go into the station to take my initial trip, the, the station that I arrive at 
to go to the whatever my destination is, and then returning, I go back to that same station that I'm that uh, I had arrived at before, and then I end up at the station that I started at most likely, or another station if I'm going somewhere else. But there are basically four times that I'm in the station that I can refill the card. So what is the best time? Well, I think that the best time is when you initially arrive at your destination. Because odds are, if you've planned it properly or if things are running on time, you will have at least two or three minutes to get to the meeting or the appointment once you actually arrive at the station. And that's exactly what happened. I arrived at the station four minutes in advance of a 10 o'clock meeting. And where I would normally just try to get out of the station as quickly as possible and get back above ground and go to my appointment, I stopped, went over to the machine, and refilled the card. Now, that four minutes of time is time where I wouldn't have had anything else to do. I could have, of course, checked my email or whatever, but that's like found time, it's time that was not scheduled to do anything else and has now appeared and I'm able to do something with it. And out of those four times that I'm going to be in a position to refill the card, that seemed to make the most sense to me. So I know that's kind of a specific example, but maybe uh, the listeners or the readers have some examples or anecdotes of times where they've executed a task at a time that you would not normally execute that task in the overall kind of process of doing things. So I'd love to hear in the comments if anybody has those kinds of stories. Anyway, so with that, uh, we're going to get to the interview with Ginny Chen. I'm really excited about talking to her because uh, I've done this.com is such an awesome site that I use every day. Hi, and welcome to the Let's Doing Podcast. Today, we're speaking with Ginny Chen of idonethis.com. Hi, Ginny. Hi, Ari. Um, so why don't you, first of all, tell everybody what I've done this is. Um, I've done this is a tool that uh, tracks your productivity both personally or tracks your team progress if you use it uh, with a group of people together, uh, the way a lot of our businesses and uh, clients like to like to use it. So now, obviously, so if you're going to use this personally, that's one thing, but uh, so for teams as well. So how, how do you see the different use cases for the most part? Like what, what is the benefit to a, an individual and what is the benefit to a group? For individuals, I've done this is a great way to hack your own behavior. You can see trends in your own productivity. You can motivate yourself towards a certain goal. Uh, this can be particularly useful if you're working alone towards a certain goal or on a project. And, you you know, working alone sometimes makes you feel like uh, you're running on a treadmill and getting nowhere. But with I've done this, you can look back and see that you are you are actually making incremental progress and you can see how quickly that progress is going and what obstacles you might have encountered and what steps you can take to expedite your progress in the future. For teams, it's a, it's a totally different aspect, but it's much of the same idea, and that is um, motivation and uh, celebrating progress. With a team, you can see not only what you've done, but what everybody else on the team has done. It's a great way to stay connected and in sync with each other as you all contribute different parts towards one goal. And we, our team feature has some, uh, some feedback options that aren't available on personal accounts, but the feedback options are built in so that everyone feels encouraged and motivated and 
also recognized for their hard work. And it also helps to stem any obstacles or problems that arise uh, immediately. So mm. everyone is connected on a daily basis. That's that's a perfect way to sum that up, actually. So now, one of the things that I love about I done this is that that feature of kind of reminding you of where you've been or what you've gotten done in the past. And uh, it seems like it's completely random. You know, sometimes it'll say this is what happened three months ago. Sometimes it'll say this is what happened a week ago. But even though it seems completely random, it also seems to be constantly relevant. So is it truly random or is there some sort of uh, analytics that goes on there? How does that come up with when to remind you of things? You know, I actually... um not, I'm not the person to ask for that. Uh, the development team built that aspect of our product, and I believe that there is an algorithm to it. Um, but also that if it if it seems completely relevant, that that's awesome, and that must mean that you are using I done this regularly because uh, it'll start pulling up stuff that that um, that you have a lot of content, a lot of those forgotten details about. Yeah, it's particularly nice when something not so great has happened in a day, and I seem to always get this reminder of something that was very positive that happened in the in the recent past. Um, one of the things that I also like that I tell people it's so useful for is that kind of uh, disruptive aspect of every night or every evening getting asked, what did you do today? Because it's very easy for someone in an eight-hour day or a 12-hour day to forget kind of the things that have happened throughout the day and just creates a blur. So I find it really useful for people to just take that 30 seconds to a minute to think about what they actually did that day and note it down. It, it's it's way more than a journaling application as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times people ask, you know, what is the value of this product or um, a sort of, or people write to me saying that they have stopped using it a bit and they can't get motivated to get back on um, on track. And I always ask them, uh, tell them what I do with myself, which is when I get off track, I say to myself, do you remember what you did two or three days ago? And more often than not, I can't remember what I did two or three days ago and I start to think you know, I should be much more regular about maintaining my I've done this log because that information is valuable and um, I will want to look back on it someday and see uh, how far I've come, but also how I can take that information and make myself a more productive and um, more successful at what I'm trying to do. Well, thanks a lot, Jenny. That was really, really good information, and I really encourage everybody to use idonethis.com on a daily basis. So with that, we're going to move to our next interview, which is with Stuart Levinson of talkto.com, which is a mobile app and a web service that allows you to text any business and get a text in response. Hi, welcome to the Less Doing Podcast. Today we're talking with Stuart from Talk To. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Ari. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, first of all, can you tell everybody what uh, Talk To is? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. So, Talk To is you know, a way to text any business in America as easily as you text your friend. Um, we we feel that, um, you know, when we have daily questions like asking for reservations or making appointments or finding out if something is in stock, 
it's just been too painful and nobody likes making phone calls. And so we've made it possible to do all of it through text messaging. Yeah, now that's, I mean, wonderful. I, I'm a big proponent of, of using email uh, communication as opposed to phone for, uh, for nothing, no other reason than the fact that it, it's just trackable, searchable, archived. You can, you know, remember things a lot easier. It's a lot clearer as far as I'm concerned. How is it? How does it really work? Um, do, do you have somebody at each of these businesses, you know, that got a cell phone and they're answering the text? I'm assuming not. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome, but uh, but no, it's not it's not necessary. I mean, we have tens of millions of businesses today that you can send a text message to stores, restaurants, spas, hotels. You know, anytime you have a question, um, you can do it. And the way it works, we've spent the past couple of years figuring out how businesses want to get your messages. So it might be that you text a message to a hotel and we know how to route that to the hotel as an email at the front desk so that the reservationist see it and can reply to it like they would to any other email. And, and then it comes back to you as a text. You might send a text to a florist and we know to route that to the owner of the florist as an SMS on his phone. Uh, and when he replies, then it comes back to you through talk to. But, but then for those businesses that we have no idea how to send a message, um, we have talk to agents that will make a call on your behalf so that you don't have to, and they will ask your question and get a response, and they'll send you back the message as a text. So in all cases, we want to tell consumers that you you just don't need to make phone calls anymore. You can avoid being on hold and listening to music because we're going to take care of doing that for you. So now th this is why it's particularly interesting to me because uh, in, in essence, you've basically created a very limited and specific but very effective virtual assistant service in some ways. You know, we've, we've had a number of people say it's like Siri that works and <laughs> because we're not we're not trying to find information on the web. We're trying to connect you with people inside the business. And one of my favorite tweets, I saw someone um, write that talk to was like punching a hole in the internet and standing two feet away from the person inside of the store or restaurant you're trying to talk to to get your answer. And and that's really what we're trying to do is just make it easy to get these daily questions that we have answered. And, um, and and the other thing that we've done is, is not just make it possible from the phone as a text, but also make it available from the web at talkto.com because we find that, you know, often you're on the go when you think of something, but sometimes you're at home at nighttime and sometimes you're at work and you'd like to be able to send a message mm -hmm. from a bigger screen as well. Right. So you mentioned nighttime there, which is another interesting point. So one of the things that I like about, the service because I, I I've used it actually for a little while now, but I've I've been using it extensively over the last couple of weeks to to test different things out. And one of the the fun things is you know at nine o'clock at night, if I want to make a reservation at or for, for get a reservation, if I want to like change a doctor's appointment and that doctor's office doesn't open for twelve hours at nine a.m. in the morning, I can ask talk to or I can ask the business through talk to to do that change. And then as far as I'm concerned, I'm done uh, until that business opens and the talk to agent or the business directly can deal with it, right? Well, so this is this is one of my favorite parts 
favorite parts I've talked to because, and, and it's interesting, I don't know the percentage of messages that are coming across um, after hours, but, you know, if you want to be more productive and do less, then don't make a to-do list. And so, um, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't get home from work and say, oh, I'm going to call the dentist to find out if they take this new insurance. You should be able to just send that message to the dentist whenever you're thinking about it and know that tomorrow when the dentist office opens up, you're going to get a response back. And, and this has been one of the most popular ways to, to use TalkTo, to find out if something's in stock when you're thinking about it, to, to, to ask for an appointment whenever you're thinking about it, instead of making a reminder to call back the next day. And you'll find that you're, you're walking to work or you're in a meeting with someone and suddenly your phone will beep or buzz um, and you'll look at your phone and go, oh, I forgot that I asked that question. That's awesome. You didn't have to do anything but, but send it whenever you were thinking about it. Right. So, I mean, that's one of the tenets of the less doing is you're kind of setting things in motion. It's this set it and forget it mentality that, yes, you don't have to make that reminder to deal with it at the right time. You can deal with it yourself now, even if it, even if the task doesn't actually get done or you don't get the actual information right now, your involvement in it can be done right now and you don't have to worry about it until it's hard to beeps in your pocket and lets you know, which is, is great. So, I mean, over the last couple of weeks, I've used it to to actually to change a doctor's appointment, to make a dental reservation, to find out if uh, Sir Latab does knife sharpening, and to find out if a barber shop in my neighborhood was very busy. Um, and these are all very, very different businesses from national chains to local. The barber shop is three old Italian gentlemen who I know don't use text messages. Uh, so it's really cool to see it work flawlessly in every single situation. What's, um, I mean, it's free. I know it's free. So, I mean, what's, what's the model? What's the idea going forward? So, first of all, I just have to say that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad you've, you've used it in all those different ways. It's, it's exactly what we had imagined, and it's very exciting for us to see, um, you know, us be able to help you be more productive in that way. Um, well, look, you know, lots of people ask, how are you able to do this for free? Um, it's free for consumers. It's free for businesses. Even though, even though businesses don't need to sign up, they, they still have an ability to tailor how they want to receive messages. So um, a business could go to talkto.com and, and simply say, if someone sends me a text message, route it to me in this way. Um, but we, we raised a few million dollars from Matrix Partners uh, this year, and we raised the capital because we really wanted to focus on making the experience awesome for consumers and businesses. We wanted to be the easiest and, and most effective way to connect with businesses. And we feel like if we, if we nail that experience, then, then there will be multiple ways that, that we can move toward revenue because we're we're between consumers and the business when they're asking about, do you have this in stock and how much is it? And can I make a reservation? And can I book an appointment? And there are all opportunities there for us to generate revenue without charging consumers and without charging businesses. That, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and, you know, again, as I sort of mentioned before, as it being like it, in a way, a kind of a limited level uh, virtual assistant. I've actually used it in the last week with uh, two clients who, when I, when I recommend virtual assistant services, most commonly people will say, you know, oh, I don't even know what I would have them do or, I, you know, I don't know how to delegate or outsource properly. 
this is like a very, very interesting way to kind of dip your toe toes into the the pool of outsourcing because uh, in, in essence that is a lot of that not only is it a time waste I mean sure it might take you a minute or two to deal with a reservation on the phone but if you can't do it at a time that's convenient for you or you have to be on hold or there's all sorts of other factors it really can become a huge time suck so it's a great kind of intro for people who are trying to test the waters as far as delegating and being really efficient especially when you're doing it in one or two lines of a text message. So, um, I mean, are there plans for, you know, what, what are the kind of the next big improvements or upgrades that you see coming down the future? Well, let me, so I um, would like to talk about that, but let me go back for a second to this, this concept of a virtual assistant. I mean, you know, when you, when you talk about a virtual assistant and someone says, yeah, I'm not sure how I would use that and what tasks I would need, um, them to handle for me. We've taken a very different approach here. It, it, it's almost as if we're a communication assistant, right? We're we're an assistant for you in those cases where you need to contact a store, a restaurant, a hotel, a spa, any kind of business. Um, that's where we want to be helpful for you to eliminate that time. I mean, when you when you think about sending a message to a friend, you don't do a search to find phone numbers anymore. I have no idea what phone numbers are for my friends. I just type in their name and send a message. And so that's where we want to save you time is I have a question for Best Buy in Cambridgeside. Do you have a Sonos 5 in stock? That should take me about 10 seconds to ask that question. And now I've done that cognitive offload. I've, I've kind of given my question off and I can go about my day. And when they're ready with a response, and I'll get it on my phone. So it's an assistant for communication. Um, in terms of in terms of what next, uh, what's next, we um, you know we do have a lot of exciting um, plans. But I would would highlight what we just launched just a couple of weeks ago, which was this on the website at talkto.com, and and it was it was big for a couple of reasons. One. Um, on the phone, this is designed to look like SMS. So if you know how to text a friend, you already know how to use it. There's nothing new to learn. You can download Talk To for an iPhone or for Android. But we wanted to bring it to the web um, for, again, those people that were sending messages after hours or that were at home or at the office, but also for those kinds of questions that require more typing. So if you're asking for a reservation or for an appointment, it's very quick. But sometimes if you're speaking to customer service, um, you're going to be going back and forth or you have more to type and and giving you the chance to use a keyboard to send a message from the big screen um, we think was a big um, a big addition to to our offering I, yeah i I totally get that because actually one one of the the dinner reservation things that I tested <clears throat> was um, I asked you know again this was a test but I said you know do you have uh, vegetarian options, and I also wanted to make sure that they had two high chairs. Like it, there was, a, there was some back and forth, so it was nice to be able to use that on the web. Um, that's and that and also anything that can be kind of platform independent in a way is 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 great. I'm a huge fan of anything web based. Well, um, well, we, we wanted we wanted people to be able to use it if if they didn't want to download the app for for iPhone or Android. But the the other thing we did, which was new, is is letting you use TalkTo without even creating an account. I mean, when you go to Google to do a search, 
You don't have to create an account. And in the same way, when you go to talk to to communicate with the business, you can just start using it. There, there's no sign up uh, in order to send your message, and so you can get value, you know, really quickly. So now, um, as you mentioned, you, know, you have tens of millions of businesses that don't actually have to sign up to do anything. Can you tell me roughly how many businesses have actively participated and told you this is how I want this to be routed? I, I could, but um, but but I'm not yet because we're going to be doing um, some interesting things uh, along that line uh, in in the coming month or two, where we talk about businesses that have signed up and. And what we're doing with them. So we're not talking about numbers um, right now. What we what we are seeing is that kind of what you alluded to earlier, which is we're getting interest across the board from businesses that want to tailor how those messages are sent to them. And and it could be the mom and pop, you know, really small business that just wants to use text as a way to connect with people that are interested in learning something, to medium businesses, to very large businesses. And and in some cases, there are businesses that have said, here's where I want to receive your messages. In some cases, there's there's information that we've gathered over the past couple of years about the best way to get your message to that business. So um, it works both ways. We're both improving our communication channels and also letting businesses improve how they want to get those those messages. I mean, we're we're not just tracking the best way to communicate. We want to track, on average, how long it takes to communicate with that business. We want you to be able to um, say, I want to order some flowers. Wow, that florist, on average, takes this amount of time to respond, and this florist takes this amount of time to respond, so that you can make a good decision before you send your message about which florist you want to work with. So there's a lot of interesting things we can do with the data that we're, that we're collecting. Yeah, so you kind of took the words right out of my mouth, honestly, because that's the other my, my kind of obsession is with data, uh, and it is really fascinating. That, that's kind of why I asked about the number of businesses. It's really interesting. It would be interesting to me to see, you know, this type of business likes to have text messages routed to the owner of the business, whereas this chain likes to have an email sent to the local supervisor or whatever it might be, uh, and then those response times. It's it's really it's really, really fascinating. And, and again, as I said, it's been like a flawless experience trying to use it. So the uh, the, the last awesome. I'm so glad. Yeah. So the last question that I want to ask you um is what would you say are your top three personal productivity tips? Things that keep you kind of on the straight and narrow. <laughs> um, so my top three personal productivity tips. Um so, you know, if I if I go away, let me let me go away from talk to. I I think um, what comes to mind for me is maybe not where you were headed, but I um, I think being in a being in a good place with um, with family, with my wife, and with my kids, knowing that I've spent enough time with them and I've enjoyed time through the week and the weekend at their activities and. I mean, I, I bring this up because I find if I let things build or I spend too much time away from them, um, th there's nothing that cramps my productivity more than 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 not being in in the place that I want to be with my family. Um, I guess a second productivity tip for me would just be exercise. Um, if I uh, get incredibly busy at work, uh, as as happens with a startup, then 
then I can go for weeks and months with getting out of the routine that I knew was so important for me. And when I finally forced myself back into that routine, um, I just immediately feel better. And that translates into productivity for me. And, and I guess the third one we, we kind of alluded to in the conversation, which is I, I don't like to-do lists. I don't think creating to-do lists is the right thing. It takes time to create the list. Um, you end up creating the list again um, and again. And if you can find ways to take care of it in the moment that you're thinking about it, then that's almost always a better way to move forward. And so um, I, I try to do that whenever I can. Uh, those are, those are excellent. Those are really perfect. Thank, really, seriously, those are great. I, the, the, I, and I totally <laughs> identify with all of them. Uh, less doing is all about destroying your to-do list. I am very, very much about my, my wife and my son, who's 11 months old, and, and exercise is a, uh, an essential part of my life. So those are those are excellent ones that resonate really well. So uh, cool. Uh, so we've been talking with Stuart Levinson of Talk2. And they can just go to talktoo.com, T-A-L-K-T-O.com, right? That's right. You can you can go there to use the web, and from there you can also download the iPhone or Android app if you prefer. Great. Well, thanks again for your time today. I really appreciate you uh, you talking to us, and um, everyone should definitely check out Talk To as soon as possible. Hey. Th- yeah. Thanks so much, Jari. It's been um, been a ton of fun, and, and thank you for everything you're doing with your blog, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's really awesome, and I'm glad that I've been turned on to it. Okay. Thank you.